0: Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. we look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, Wheresoever the caucus is, there will the eagles be gathered together. It shall be focused on the study of Matthew chapter 24. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we think thee to know that where the caucus is, there would the eagles be gathered. Help us, Father, to put our focus back onto your word and not to gather around politics or gather around entertainment or any other things, but to remember that the word of God is where we ought to give our attention and all all our effort, for we know that in it we have life. So help us, Father, to be reorientated course and to set our sights on things above in the name of jesus christ we pray amen up next we shall listen to matthew chapter 24
1: chapter 24 and jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple and jesus said unto them see ye not all these things Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming
0: and of the end of the world?
1: And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, and rumours of wars, see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven. And the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender, and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noe were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noe entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, The one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth.
0: Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled The Anointed Ones at the End Time. This was preached in 1965 on july the 25th in the morning we'll begin at paragraph 17 up to paragraph 43 and then from paragraph 200 up to paragraph 223 i trust you find it to be a blessing
2: i believe that we are living in the end time i think most anyone that the scripture reader or even a a believer knows that We are now at the end of the history of the world. There will be no use of writing it because there won't be anybody to read it. It's at the end of the time. Just when, I do not know. Just how long it will be, not even the angels of heaven knows that minute or hour. But we've been told by the Lord Jesus that when these things that we see now begin to come to pass, then to lift up our heads for our redemption is drawing nigh. Now, what drawing nigh means, I do not know. may mean, as the scientist said the other day on the television, speaking of the great thousands of miles break in the earth that's going to sink, he was asked the question, it could sink there. That's Los Angeles, the West Coast, and many of you have seen how they followed it with radar went up through, broke in below San Jose, went across over into Alaska, out through the Aleutian Islands, about 200 miles out into the sea, come back down into San Diego, went around and behind Los Angeles, and come up there, a great pocket. And all these earthquakes we've been having is the volcanic hitting this great hollow uh, dipper like in their, I can't call the name that they they called it. However, when that shakes, that gives these earthquakes we've been having for years on the West Coast. Now, it's cracked all the way around. And the scientist said one, the man said to the other, that could fall in. He said, not could, but it will. Said, but not in our generation, perhaps. Said, in the next five minutes or the next five years, we don't know just when. This week was sent me headlines in the paper of big $100,000 homes cricking and cracking, the people moving away, and they don't know how to stop it. There's no way to stop it. See, God can do whatever He wants to, and there's nobody can tell Him how to do it. You build homes, you can make scientific things, and God is a creator of science. How are you going to stop him? He can destroy the earth this morning by fleas if he wants to. You realize he can speak fleas into existence and to be 40 miles deep in a half hour's time. He just to eat people right off the ground. He's God. He just does as he will. He's sovereign in himself. Now, seeing all this accumulation of evidence that the hour that we now live in I think it's a good thing to rehearse these things and to draw them out since the seals has been opened and find out the truth of these things, as God has been so loyal to us with His grace to show us these things. I want you to notice here in Matthew 24, Jesus used the term of Christ, the C-H-R-I-S-T-S, Christ, not Christ, but Christ plural not singular Christ therefore the word Christ means the anointed one and then if it's anointed there will be not only one but many anointed Uh, the anointed one see otherwise if he wanted to break it down so we would more or less understand it better he say, in the last days there shall rise false anointed ones. Now that seems almost impossible, see? The terms of anointed, but notice the very next words, and false prophets, P R O P H E T S. Plural. Now anointed one is one with a message and the only way the message can be brought out is by one that's anointed and that would be a prophet. Anointed, there shall rise false anointed teachers. A prophet teaches what his message is. Anointed teachers. But uh, anointed people with false teaching, anointed ones, Christ, plural, prophets, plural. And if there is such a thing as uh, a Christ singular, then these would have to be anointed ones that their prophecy of what they were teaching would be the difference because they are anointed ones. Now, it's a Sunday school lesson. We want to to try to bring this to a real showdown by the Scriptures, not by what someone else has said about, but just reading the Scriptures. You may say, how can this be? Would the uh, anointed ones, what were they? Christ. C-H-R-I-S-T-S. Anointed. Christ and false prophets, anointed ones, but false prophets. Jesus said uh, that uh, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Now, someone might say to me, uh, do you believe it that Anointing on those people means that it's anointing of the Holy Spirit? Yes, sir. The genuine Holy Spirit of God upon a person. And yet they are false. Now listen close and see what he said. They shall show signs and wonders insomuch that it will deceive the very elected if it were possible. And they are anointed with the genuine Holy Spirit. I know this sounds very foolish, but we're going to take time and explain it by the word that's absolutely thus saith the Lord, the truth. Now, let's turn in our Bibles just a minute to Matthew, the fifth chapter, and begin with the uh, the 40 verse and see now as we read for a few moments on these scriptures and then if we get to here what well, we'll give you so you if we fail to read all of them then you get your Bible and and also you can read them as your, we leave here and you go home and and you read what the Bible says about it Now to take our time to get a, a basic fact because I'm making a statement here that's astounding. How can the Holy Spirit anoint a false teacher? But that's what Jesus said, but happened. Now, Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 45th uh, verse, let's read now. Let's begin a, a little behind it, the 44th. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. The rain comes upon the evil as same as the good. Now, to follow this up to another prophecy, Pertaining to this, may we turn now to Hebrews, the 6th chapter, for the next follow-up verse on this, where Paul bringing back to mind the same thing that Jesus said. Paul speaking now while you're hunting it. And you out in the broadcast, get your Bibles near you and a piece of paper, and look up this now. Hebrews, the 6th chapter, Paul writing to the Hebrews, showing them the shadows and the types. Bring them from under Judaism into Christianity, showing them how all the old things just foreshadowed the things that was to come. Paul speaking now, Hebrews 6. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, D H R I S T, Sangler, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance, dead works and of faith towards God, of doctrine, of baptism, and of laying on of hands on the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made for Takers of the Holy Spirit. I want to call your attention just a minute. Do you notice that's gift and not gifts? Partakers are not the heavenly gifts, but the heavenly gift. Sangler, Christ Sangler. Gift, Sangler. Heavenly gift and made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted of the Word of God. Tasted of what? the word of God, and the power of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew themselves again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame, for, listen, the earth drinketh in the rain that cometh off upon it to bring forth herbs, meat, for them by whom it is dressed receiveth blessings. From God. But that which beareth thorns, riars, is rejected, and is nigh to cursing whose end is to be burned. Now compare that with Matthew five twenty four again. Notice Jesus said the rain and the sun comes up on the earth and God sends it to prepare the food and the things for the peoples of the earth. And the rain is sent for the food, the herbs. But the terriers' weeds being in the field receive the same thing. The same rain that makes the wheat grow is the same rain that makes the weeds grow. How I had such a lesson on that one time when I first met the Pentecostal people. And it was a great lesson to me. I've seen two men. One never heard speaking in tongues before. One spoke in tongues, other interpreted. Vice versa. And would tell the truth. Say that there's many in here should repent tonight. There's women and men both. And people would raise up and go to the altar. I thought, how glorious. And then, with the little gift of the Holy Spirit, I talked to those men, just, you know, how and determined, just a little way to find out. And one of them was a genuine Christian. And he was a real servant of Christ. And the other one was a hypocrite. And one of them, the one that was a hypocrite, was living with a black-headed woman running around with a blonde and had children by her. Was right there in the vision, couldn't be denied. And I spoke to him about it. He looked at me and walked around the building. Now I was confused, sure enough. I thought I'd coming to angels, then I wondered if it was among devils. How could this be? I could not understand it, and for years I kept my hands off of it, to one day where George Smith, boy goes with my daughter. We went yesterday up to the old mill place where I go to pray. After being in there a couple of days, the Holy Spirit brought this scripture back to me. For the rain cometh off upon the earth to dress it with herbs. But thorns and thistles live by that same rain. And whose end is to be burned? Living by the same life giving resource of God. Then I understood that by Jesus said, by their fruits they are known. Now, therefore, the rain dropping down upon the natural uh, vegetation of the earth is a type of the spiritual rain, which gives eternal life, dropping down upon the church. For we call it the former rain and the latter rain, and it's a rain pouring out of God's Spirit upon His church. Notice, it's a very strange thing here. See, when them seed went in the ground, however they got there, they were thorns to begin with. But there, the wheat that went in the ground, and the herbs were herbs to begin with, and each herb producing itself over again, show that it was in the original beginning, and they will deceive the elected if it were possible. Those are getting the same rain, same blessing, showing the same signs, same wonders. See? They will deceive or shall deceive the elected if it were possible. Now, a thorn cannot help being a thorn, and neither can wheat help being a wheat. It's what the Creator of each one determined at the beginning, that's the elective. The same rain, the sun rises of a morning, it spreads across the earth as it had this earthen day that we live. And the sun, same sun, it rises in the east as the same sun it sets in the west. And that sun is sent to ripen the grain upon the earth which our bodies are made from. We are living by dead substance. That's the only way you can live. And if something has to die every day, so you live. Natural. Then isn't it true that if your Your body has to live by dead substance for natural life, then you've got to have something die spiritually to save your spiritual life. And God became material, flesh, and died that we might live. There's no church, no other thing in the world can save you but God. That's the only thing that they live by. Now, run the Scriptures. Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And man shall not live by bread alone, for the physical, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And you see, we live by the Word. And that is God. Now, the sun comes across and ripens the grain. Now, it cannot ripen it all at once. As it goes on maturing, it constantly ripens until it comes to a full ear. So is it today. But the church, it started in its infancy, back in the dark age, where it's under the ground. It's grown now into maturity, and we can see it perfectly how the God through nature always—you cannot disturb nature. That's what's the matter today. We're flying bombs and out there in that ocean, breaking it and busting it around with atomic bombs you're just breaking more of that dirt off all the time, dropping into it. You cut down the trees, farms will take you. Damn up the river, it'll overflow. You've got to find God's way of doing things and stay in it. We've denominated people in the churches and organizations. Look what we got. Stay in God's provided way of it. Notice closely now. Just like in the days of St. Martin, right before the Dark Ages. Godly little man. How many ever read the writings of St. Martin? Many of you have. Went down to get the writings of St. Martin. The priest said, but he wasn't canonized." (laughs) Sure he wasn't. Not by them, but he was by God. The Holy Spirit told us to put him there on that third church age. Look what a godly little man he was called predestinated his parents heathen. His daddy a soldier. He had to follow his line to be a soldier. And when he did, he always believed that there was a God somewhere. A man in the woods and could see God. One day he passed by a city and there was an old bum laying there dying, asking somebody's cold that night. Well I said, Give me something to cover me up, I'll die tonight. Nobody do it. And Martin stayed off to one side and watched him for a while. Nobody do it. He only had one cold, he'd freeze himself. He's on duty. If he he gave him that coat, so he thought both of us have a chance to live a vile divide with him. So he tucked his own coat and split it in two with his saber and wrapped the old bum in it. He wrapped his own coat around everybody Everybody said, look what a funny looking sentry. Look what a funny looking soldier, half a coat wrapped around him. The next night when he was off of duty and laying in his bed, he woke up, looked standing there in the room and there stood Jesus Christ wrapped in that old piece of garment that he put around him. He knowed right then what you do unto my little ones that you have done unto me, come on on. Laying there. He's a great servant of God. The church made fun of him, persecuted him, kicked him out and everything else, but he was a prophet of God. What he said come to pass. There's many believed him in that age too. I'll show you how deceiving the devil is. One day he was sitting in his study, up come a mighty angel, crown on his head, golden shoes on, lace around his garments of gold and said, Martin, do you know me? He said, I am your Lord and Savior. I'm the one that saved you. Worship me, Martin. But that prophet, knowing there was a little something strange there, he kept looking at him. He said, Martin, I am your Savior, Jesus Christ. Worship me. Don't you know me, Martin? Martin kept looking at him, the scripture running through his mind, he said, Satan, get away from me. He said, you've got a crown on your head. And the word of God says his saints will crown him at the end of the age. Wouldn't that have been Pentecostal bait? <laughs> Watch that word, brother. That's where it pays. One day again in the monastery, they had an old saint down there, a bunch of young monks and one of them kind of irritable. Watch this. Here's a good, a good parable today. He wanted to be something above the rest of them. He wanted to show himself authority. Bigger something. Something better, all oh, class, you know, and great big something. He had to be classical. Always one or the other, brother. Not, you know, he had to be different. He, he, uh, no matter what it was, he was very arrogant. He was the only pebble on the beach. There was nobody could touch him. Now watch what happened. He had to have something big. He had to compare with the, the big societies. You follow me? Yeah. Okay. So he said he prophesied. He said the Lord's made me a prophet also. I'm a prophet. Now, there was one identified prophet in the land, and that was St. Martin. He was born a prophet. But this kid said, young fellow said, young monk, about 25 years old, he said, the Lord has made me a prophet. Now I'm going to prove it to you. said, tonight, the Lord's going to give me a big, fine robe. Put it up on me, a white robe. Set among you, and then all of you shall come up to me. See? And you'll take orders from me. Now, I compare that today. I'll be the head of the organization. I'll take care of you, rest of you monks. And sure enough, that night, the lights come on in the building. So the writing of St. Martin says, read it. And it's authentic. It's history. And the lights come on, and all the rest of uh, watched. And here comes. He had on a white robe standing among them. He said, see what I told you? That's contrary to the word. And when he went and got the old dean of the college, he walked up and down a little bit. said, son, that don't sound right. He said there's only one way. Here it is. There's only one way for us to know it looks supernatural. Boy, Pentecost to grab that root, anchor, line, hook, and everything else. He said the miracle may seem all right, but it don't seem right to the word. Now we have such a person, an anointed prophet, by the name of Martin. Come, go up before him. The guy said, No, no. Martin ain't got nothing to do with this. He said, You're going anyhow. And they grabbed him by the arm to take him before Martin, and the robe left him. Amen. Hallelujah. See, deceive the elected, if it were possible. See? They know. Jesus said, My sheep know my word. Oh, you said, You hear my voice. That's his word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word see the predestinated knows this a strange word or a strange voice they won't follow that's the way those fellows back there they wouldn't follow they know that Mark was there a prophet of that age identified by god through the word and know the word and that man wouldn't stand before it he also said where the carcass is, are the word there in season the eagles will be gathered now that's Matt you gonna put that out matthew 24:28. just a little bit before matthew uh, 24 24, four verses below it. See, the honor good. Where the carcass is, the manna is, the word is, there the eagles will be gathered. Now I must hurry. I looked up there and seen what time it is. Seven minutes or eight minutes after 12. I'll hurry real quick or we can finish it up tonight. Either one you want to do it. This morning or tonight. <laughs> huh? How many has to go home today after the service? Let's see your hands. See? Oh my. Better keep on. I'm sorry to hold them people on their phones out there like that, but I hurry, it's worth more than your money. I believe it is to me, see. Your money will perish this one, it's the word. Where the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered. Where the carcass, where the the killing is, there the eagles will be gathered. Where the fresh meat is, the word of the season, there the eagles will gather. But after it's rotten, then the vultures a swarm to it. <laughs> See what I mean? When a kills, made, here comes the eagles. When they've there and rotten, and here comes the vultures. The eagle won't have nothing to do with it. Okay? Jesus said, "Where are the carcass is, where are the manna fell, the night the manna falls fresh, there the eagles will gather for it." That's the manna for the day. See? Notice. But after it gets rotten, maggots get in it. Then here comes the vultures. They can't smell it till it gets rotten. No wonder Jesus stood up there and said, Jerusalem, you that stoned every prophet. Notice that personal pronoun. See? Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how oft would I? Who was he? How oft would I have gathered you as a hen would her brood? You that stoned every prophet I ever sent to you. That great church, Jerusalem. The Jerusalem, which is not your own earth, but we are the Jerusalem of above, where the Word come from, from predestination. See? Not old Jerusalem that perishes, the new Jerusalem that can't perish. Not the old Jerusalem built by man, but the new Jerusalem built by God. See? The Word up there now being made manifest in my Father's house for many mansions, I'll go and prepare them for you, the Creator, making the streets of gold and so forth. That's the one that doesn't perish. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how awful I... From the beginning of time. Not a third person, somebody else, but I would have hovered you as a hen did her fruit, but you would not. But now your hours come. See Where the carcass is, the eagles will gather. But after the carcass is rotten, then the buzzers gather. See? Notice, Moses, he never give the children of God. Moses is an eagle. And he never give the children of God Noah's leftovers he had the fresh word of God the Lord God met me in the wilderness and confirmed his word and sent me down here to call you out then there come impersonators around impersonating it. see but he had the word of the hour cause God said to Abraham the one who had the promise your seeds shall sojourn in a strange land 400 years but I'll visit them and take them out with a mighty hand Moses said now the Lord God will speak to me and show me and has told me what to do. And I'll tell you, he said, I am sent me. I am not I was or will be. I am present tense, the word now. Not the word it was, the word it will come. The word is now. See? You get it? I am. I am is the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word is with God. Is that right? I am. God sent me as his prophet to vindicate this to be true. I am the answer to this word. So to come down here and do this. And when he did it, Pharaoh said, well, we got plenty of boys in our group can do that too. The impersonator. Jesus said, now that's going to repeat again in the last days. Claiming the same thing. Watch you come down first. Watch you stay with the Word. That's how it's known." So you see, uh, uh, we notice Moses never gave them what was Noah's time? We'll build an ark now because that's the word. You know, Noah build an ark one day. No, vultures is eating on that. No, no, this is a promised word. Notice, for his message he had from God, he had the genuine predestinated word of God for that hour. Neither did Jesus' servant Moses left over. Moses had word for that hour. But Moses is a prophet. Here's God Himself. He never spoke of the Moses left over it. But just look at the vultures there in that organization was glutton over it. We are Moses. We don't have to have you. He said, if you'd not know Moses, you'd know me because Moses spoke of me.
3: <laughs>
2: See? Where the carcass is, the eagles will gather. Eagles. The fresh kill of the Word. The Word is raised up and fattened and been made manifest and give out to the food for the children. Now the old carcass is laid there for hundreds of years. There it will be. Same now. Luther had a message of repentance. But you bunch of Lutheran buzzards. Baptists had a message. But you Baptist buzzards. The Pentecost had a message. Coming home now. Pentecostal buzzards. Amen. But where the carcass is, there the eagles will gather.
0: As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that spoke to us. And may we, Lord, feast on it. For you said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We thank thee for thy word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.